Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned into Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your host, Jay and Ray. What? The boys are back in town? Yeah, we're in the house. We got a show. We got a Kings of Non Sequitur episode for you here with you live on a Saturday night, February the 29th, 2020. Happy Leap Day to everyone. Uh, I'm Dre. He's Jay. And we had to get in a show talking about the only topic as far as previewing the baseball season that anyone appears to care about, which is how many times are the Houston Nationals going to get hit this year? It's all about cheating. It's all about all sorts of cheat tactics, whether it's on the field, whether it's during video games with the super secret turbo button. We got it all covered here today, an hour full of cheating talk. And I know you're all just looking forward to that. Jason, how you been doing? Doing well. Doing well. Leap day, right? So we get the extra day. Might as well squeeze in an extra show on the extra day of the year. Uh, I think it's a good idea that, you know, you texted me this week, like, should we do a show about the Astros? And this didn't take me long to figure out that if we didn't do a show about this, this is all we would talk about during our MLB preview. Because when, when we got to that division and we got to the Astros, uh, that we would have probably wrecked that show. So in order to save our MLB preview show coming up here at the end of the month, we, we may as well knock this one out of the way here and talk about the the off the big off season story that started off kind of slowly. It's really, you know it's got a lot of a lot of moving parts to it. We got a whistleblower. We, we got all of it involved, and it it just kept growing and growing, and then it getting more and more fantastical. So we might as well talk about it while at the you know, strike while the iron is hot versus waiting until a month after and we're getting into the, the meat and potatoes of talking about baseball here. So good good time to talk about it. Little little dead space right now. Yeah, the hour of baseball preview that we would take up uh, talking about the Astros cheating, we'll take it up uh, on a separate show, which is uh, exactly the way to do it. Um, don't want to get too far afield, but I can't help but say this now because it'll slip my mind. Um, every time Leap Day comes up, the first thing that crosses my mind now is, of course, your daughter, the cute factor. So That's right. happy cute early factor. birthday to, to your daughter, who was uh, originally supposed to be yes. a leap year baby. She was a day away. She missed by one day. So tomorrow, the cute factor, believe it or not, if you want to feel old, will be eight. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> eight years ago. So Cute Factor is now going to be eight years old, and here we are uh, two leap years later um, since since that day that we were waiting for her to be born, and she was very stubborn and uh, did not want to be a leap year baby and waited until March the 1st to, uh, to enter the world. So ah, we get to celebrate her birthday tomorrow. Uh, so I am off work tomorrow, so it made it another very easy choice to do a show here on Saturday night. Yeah, she's like, I'm I'm happy here. It's, it's warm. It's comfortable. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to stay here an extra day. I'm, I don't feel like coming out right, right now. I, I I agree with her. It's, it's anywhere. It's always cozy and comfy. I, I'd rather and, stay and there. I, I was the that. only one. 
I was the only one. You were rooting hard for it, yes. Oh, I wanted. I, I, you know, and knowing her, knowing you, you know her and her personality. She, she'd be. A, she, oh yeah. She'd be a perfect leap day kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be able to to get over it. She would talk about it and tell everybody about it. No doubt. <laughs> so uh, just to know uh, the influence that I've had on on my little girl's life, being the proud dad tomorrow. My daughter has requested, and we are having a Cubs themed birthday party tomorrow. Oh. How about that? <laughs> so, yeah. So she's wearing her. She's gonna wear a jersey. We have Cubs balloons. She's gonna have a Cubs cake. My wife got the picture of her and my son at their first Cubs game framed. Um, oh. So that's all gonna be there, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure she may end up with some some Cubs themed presents. So she's the little she's the she's the little cubs fan in the family so i i obviously am very proud of that smack and, dab and, in the and, middle of central wisconsin that's that's yes. awesome we're a little <laughs> island her and i are going to be the little island of cub fans here right in the middle of wisconsin there's more of us up here than than people realize though a lot of there's a lot of yeah. transplanted chicago people that have moved north so um and and everybody who knows uh, baseball or knows Cubs and Brewers knows that whenever the Cubs play at Miller Park, it basically turns into what they call Wrigley North, mm-hmm. um, where there end up being more Cubs fans or louder Cubs fans there than even Brewers fans to the point where the Brewers have started making it harder for the Cub fans to go. Like they made the Cubs Brewers tickets available to Wisconsin residents before they opened it up to everybody else. They charge more for parking for Cubs games, so they really do try to stick the screws to the Cub fans. But uh, August the ninth, me and me and the cute factor, the wife and my son, we will all be at Miller Park uh, for the Cubs Brewers game, which will be exciting. So taking them down to Milwaukee this year for their first game there, so they get to experience Cubs Brewers at Miller Park. That should be fun. So it didn't work. It's not keeping the Cub fans out. You're going to pay the extra parking. You're going to pay the prices. I live and... in Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, it doesn't apply, it doesn't apply to you. That, that's uh, yeah, okay. it, you don't have to sign up. You don't have to check the, oh, I'm a Cubs fan box when you're ordering tickets. <laughs> but they do go online and make it where if your uh, IP or whatever is, they, is out of state, then yeah, they did. you're not able to buy uh, at a certain did open time. Up. It, it was pretty funny that they, they, they do that. And they, you know, it's the sad thing is that's still going to be a 50, 50 crowd. If, if that even. Right. So, so we'll, but yeah, I just had to just get that sticking out there with the baseball to, uh, theme. It's funny that you brought up, you know, yeah. Uh, cute factors birthday because it's baseball themed. And then here we are in spring training and, we don't want to talk about the the purity of the game. We want to talk about no. <laughs> the dark underbelly. Like only we would. <laughs> it's a perfect uh, subject for us. The way we cover sports, the way we cover things, and as we oh were yeah, I mean talk- this is. Thank God we have a hall of infamy now because <laughs> this whole episode uh, my- is just going to just keep making. This is going to be the gift that keeps. This is the sex boat of baseball for us now. <laughs> our, our hall is about to be overrun with Astros, maybe. <laughs> Uh, And as we were talking a little bit about before the show started, it's a perfect topic for me as well. Uh, Of course, I'm the one that wanted to do this show because I like to look at things from a sort of different perspective and a different point of view. I don't like to look at things the way everyone else necessarily likes to look at things. I like to be different. I I was 
born different. There's nothing I can do about that. And I'm an only child, so I'm used to uh, having my opinion unchecked by anything logical or anything like that. Uh, so, yeah, I've got some viewpoints on this whole situation that probably are not the way uh, anyone else is is looking at it. But I think that's a good thing. I think you don't want to listen to a, a show that just parrots what everyone else is saying about right. it. You want some other perspectives, and, and I definitely got some other perspectives about it. There was a there was a poster I saw that would be perfect for you that you should put up on your wall, and I can't remember where I saw it, but there's a quote on it, and it basically goes – Always remember that you are unique, just like everybody else. <laughs> hey, hey! That's good. I, I like that one. You like that one? See, I figured you'd like yeah. that. Yeah, and that's <laughs> you know, I'm just one of many. We're, we're right. all the same. You know, we're all we all equal one, and, and that's uh, that's how I've always sort of looked at things or tried to look. And at we f- hey, maybe we'll disagree for a change because God knows when we do baseball shows on this. Uh, show of ours we just seem to agree about everything right we we just go in lockstep about i yeah. i don't think we're gonna be all don't that say it. Don't, much don't different say it don't because don't. you different or I mean well yeah you you and i have uh similar viewpoints about a lot of things uh yeah. on and off the field uh so you look at things sort of differently than everyone else as well uh they're not always the same viewpoints as mine but we both, I think, take sort of an alternative look at, at things. Neither one okay. of us are going to ever be invited to ESPN to to be one of their talking heads no. on, on the on the morning shows because we don't sound like them. We, neither one of us sound like Greeny or Golick or Trey Wingo or any of the other uh, milk toast talking point guys. We actually have real thoughts and real opinions about things. Yeah, and we, I think, we also don't fall into the category of the let's just sweep it under the rug. I mean, we purposely bring up the sore subjects so right we're not trying to avoid any kind of uh, controversy or yeah. uh, we're not trying to assuage anyone's feelings because we don't know any of these people personally i'm not you know we're, we're never going to try to sugarcoat things and and say things that are uh, you know say things right. softer than everyone else is because we like how Gail, how Gail King got in all the trouble for bringing up the Kobe stuff <laughs> oh, with, the, with the rape. And I saw that and all the, the, the blowback that she was getting. And I'm thinking, ah, we did that on her show a week ago. Yeah, that's old news for us. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I, again, I will never be invited on ESPN because I, that was the first fucking thing I brought up about the Kobe thing. Was, <laughs> how are they? Before we get into this, I do want to bring this up before we get into the baseball stuff. Because I sent you a text, and you said you couldn't open the, the text, open up the link, because it was opening up in news. And it relates Correct. back I to never... a previous show. I sent It was a headline that I was sending you, because I saw it, and it just immediately made me think that I know there's somebody out there, probably at Fox Sports, because it's where I hear a lot of the stuff that, where people listen to our show. But it was hilarious, <laughs> because it was a headline that basically said that uh, Colin Coward says uh, that the Lions should draft Tua, <laughs> which goes back to a previous show where I had said the Lions should draft Tua as a joke. <laughs> like I said it, okay. I I said it from the standpoint of an, an idiotic franchise with an ass clown coach is going to go out and draft Tua. <laughs> And I said that the Lions would be my prediction to be that perfect, stupid team because we all know that the Lions are a badly run organization with an ass clown for a coach. And sure enough, I see that 
headline, and I'm like, oh, I got to send this because I thought you'd appreciate that because that was something that that we talked about on our show was completely tongue in cheek as a joke, like, oh my god, they'd only do this because they're stupid. Then to see somebody out there parroting this as, oh yeah, the lions should jump up and grab him at number three, and I was like, oh my god, oh oh no. Well, I'm glad to finally figure out what that was that you were sending me because all this time I had no idea because I really couldn't read it because my three very old and I need a new phone and uh, and also it's not a it's not an iPhone so maybe even right. if it's new it's, I still may may not have been able to see it but anyway and I didn't but, yeah, even read uh, the article I didn't even read the article <laughs> the headline was yeah, enough as I'm all. just I'm sitting there going through the news feed on my phone and I see that come up under like NFL football and I was like oh oh no. Oh, oh no! Uh, you, like somebody you found this the perfect. Seriously, this wasn't the Onion. No, it was the perfect ass clown uh, talk show host to pair <laughs> exactly. the, the opinion about the perfect <laughs> ass clown uh, organization and, and head coach. So it was a perfect match. Uh, no, it makes perfect well, sense. I, I just want to go on record and say, if the Lions draft Tua, <laughs> we could say we were there first, right? You heard it here first. It you wasn't it serious, but you heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first again. If we had a crack production staff, they would go and pull these sound bits of all these things that we say before they actually get said. You hear so a lot of things that here one first. On, throw that one on the list. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of things here first that you don't hear on the, the regular shows, on, the, on the, the the mainstream shows that everyone else is listening to. So if you listen to something different, and sometimes we hit on a lot of things that you don't hear other places. Uh, you can listen to us, and you can tell all your friends, and it, you know it's, it's, it doesn't sound like any other show. I, I, I'm definitely proud of that. What do you think of our opinions? We don't sound like every other show. Just uh, a quick timeline about the uh, Astros cheating scandal. This will be real quick uh, because we are uh, ostensibly a football show for half of the year, so any football fans listening that might not know the details or might not quite be clear about the whole Astros thing. You just hear, you know, bits and pieces in the in the media about Astros and cheating and uh, what what exactly is going on? What is that uh, exactly all about? Uh, this started uh, with the, the Houston Astros at the time. Their bench coach Alex Cora, back in uh, 2017, near the beginning of the season, he starts being the opposing uh, out uh, the, the opposing catcher signs from the outfield video cameras. Uh, He gets the center field uh, video feed, uh, and using the the new video replay system, he's able to to zone in on some new camera feeds and some new ways to to be able to steal the opposing uh, catcher signs from the video replay room, and he winds up, uh, he or someone else in the organization, they, they set up a monitor outside the Astros' dugout at home showing the center field feed and the team decodes the signs uh, that the catchers uh, are laying down from the opposition and they relay them to, uh, to those, but not all the batters, by the way, to those batters that have decided that they want that info because not all the batters decided that they wanted to do that, but the ones who wanted that info, they got that information relayed to them. The two ways that we know about publicly at least are by either banging the dugout ceiling with a bat or banging a trash can in the dugout, uh, you know, a certain number of times, depending on what the pitch was being laid down. And the, uh, the Astros' batters that season were uh, astronomical, uh, you can put it in quotes, uh, 
particularly at home, and particularly against uh, notch pitchers, really eye raising some of the numbers that they were putting up. Clayton <coughs> Kershaw, you <coughs> Darvish, and uh, of course they uh, wound up beating the Dodgers in the the World Series that year. The the website, the Athletic, broke the story uh, beginning of this year of the the, the whole sign stealing scheme with confirmation from several members of that 17 team, including the now Oakland Athletics pitcher Mike Fires, who now known as the uh, the whistleblower because he's the only one in that story whose name was actually put to it. On January 13th of this year, the uh, Astros shit-canned their general manager Jeff Lunau. They fired their manager AJ Hinch. Uh, just rounding up as many front office people as they can to throw them under the bus as if the players had nothing to do with all this. Uh, Cora, who's now managing in Boston, is also canned by the Red Sox the next day uh, because they might have uh, some sign-stealing issues as well because he may have taken that whole scheme up to Boston with him. And Carlos Beltran, who's a player on that Houston Astros team who then retired and just got high-managed, he got dumped a couple days later as well before he ever even got a chance to manage a game. So just this incredible January where swaths of people involved in this situation were just getting torched and living on fire and throwing in the garbage can and everywhere else. Uh, and a lot of deals were missing, like, okay, all these people that got wrapped up in this and now they're getting fired and torched and ain't to the bag. But it was really weird. I don't know if you felt the same way, Jason, that we weren't really hearing about a lot of players that were wrapped up in the scheme. We weren't hearing a lot of details about the actual players and encoding these signs, and, and we're still not really hearing a whole lot of details about them. About the only thing we're hearing uh, is the mystery of uh, why Jose Altuve in his jersey ripped off after he jacked yeah. a roll to Chapman for a home run in that uh, during that 17 playoff season. Uh, and he's, his excuse, which is very uh, uh, Alex Rodriguez's fake Dominican cousin sounding, um, is that he had a really bad tattoo and didn't want it to didn't want his jersey to get ripped off uh, for uh, fear of beating that tattoo exposed. Uh, but there's some video out there that will show that there may be something else to that. There may have been a, a buzzer or some sort of uh, situation going on underneath his jersey that he didn't want exposed. Yeah, you know, this whole thing started, uh, was it November, I think, is when you started to hear some things uh, with the fires allegation. It was uh, earlier in the off season when you started to hear about it. And, and back then, I was sort of, I didn't think too much of it. I was just like, eh, these players, you know, they're all cheating. They're all looking for an angle. Um, you know, they're they're trying, and everybody's cheating right in some way or another. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. You hear it all. And then as things became more like sort of tangible and people started digging into it and then you started to see like statistical ramifications, game outcome situations, like actual impacts that this had where there's like when people went back and then, you know, here's when the trash can banging started here was then because baseball is so analytical and so statistical you can track everything. So they're tracking swing and miss rates. They're tracking, you know, your average after a certain point. And as you start to see that, yeah, when, when they were using it, their outcomes were beyond the, the difference of what you'd expect statistically. 
right? Like they're hitting for higher averages. They're hitting for more power. They're taking more of these breaking pitches or when they are swinging at these breaking pitches, they're making a lot of hard contact. Everything once the cheating began, which was roughly May of 2017, it all increased. And then for me, what really, I don't know if you've seen the video uh, of the incident with Danny Farquhar. Oh, I read about it. I didn't, no, I didn't so, see that, but I did just read about that. If you go well, YouTube it, because if you watch the video of a breakdown of what happened, because it was late September, and they're playing the White Sox, Farquhar was relieving for them, and you watch a sequence where he's pitching, and it's broken down where you can and you can hear it because it's just you know, any of these break. Any time the catcher would throw down a breaking ball or change up you'd hear the banging of the can. And then if it was a fastball, there was nothing. Mm. And it's going and it's going and, and and it's getting to the point where you can start to see that the hitter, I think it was Evan Gaddis. And and he's starting to now pull these off-speed pitches, right? Like he, like, you know, he's on the changeup now. And he's fighting things. And finally Farquhar gets so fed up that he just stops, calls the catcher out, puts the glove up, and you can see he's he's very animated. And they change all the signs, right? Yeah. Right there. He knew. So it's not like I don't think that this was something that – a lot of what you're reading about with this, with all the allegations, was that, was that the people, they knew. But here it was like you could actually see like somebody like – Inception style, you know, usual suspect style. <laughs> looking at the board, they sat there and they figured it out. It's like, okay, I see what's happening, and then he th- changes up everything. He throws the next pitch, and it's another changeup, and Gaddis just horribly whiffs at it because <laughs> he didn't get any, he didn't get any cue, right? He doesn't hear yeah, any of the banging. They, right, they must have put and, down a fastball signal, so he's looking heat. Looking yeah, for the express got so the local. Yeah, it's completely changed up the signs. It was funny because right after that game stopped for a while and it had reached a height by that time in the season. It was late September. And once they got it, you know, where it was figured out, all of a sudden they didn't do it at all for a while. So like they knew they got caught and they had to either adjust or come up with a different system. And so there's a whole lot of things behind that, but, um, I find it I, – I, I fall on the – I think it's a little more nefarious side um, because I think where everybody's always trying to – you're always trying to get signals. You got somebody sitting out there in center field or they're rel- trying to relay things in or you got the guy on second base. With the guy's on second base and he's stealing your signs. You're just stupid because you're supposed to change your signs anyways. <laughs> um, but when there's nobody on base and you don't expect that anybody is looking at your signs or there's not that guy in second base, so you have to go to a different set of signs. I don't think the catcher or the pitcher have any reasonable expectation to think that their signs are legitimately being stolen. And, you know, the Astros figured out a way to, to use the technology to their benefit, very Patriots-like, right? Mm. Um, operating in sort of the gray area. Like, there's no official rule, but it's very frowned upon. And we know that this is a a game that the players tend to police themselves, which is why I think you see all the plunkings, right? They keep it all in-house. And I I end up falling more on the side that, yeah, this was was a pretty pretty bad thing. And maybe other teams were doing it, but, you know, the the cheater who got caught, this is the one who we're going to focus on. 
Um, because when you do see the video evidence of it, and you see the stats, you see how it's broken down, you see all the impacts that it had. It's just right there, plain as day, like, yes, it made a difference. And then when you have the idiot GM of the Astros, or owner of the Astros, like, nah, it didn't make any difference. No, no, it, it made a difference. <laughs> Trust me, we made a difference. You're when all there of a sudden you're lighting, when you're your lighting up Clayton Kershaw, you Darvis, and Aroldis Chapman, you're just lighting all these best pitchers in the league up. Uh, it was Tom Verducci or somebody had a stat where in one of the appearances in one of the playoff games against the Yankees, they uh, that Aroldis Chapman threw something like 15 or 20 sliders. Astros didn't swing at a single one. That's insane. And that is mm-hmm. his... If, if you're you know, a baseball fan and you know yeah. all the Chapman slider, you know how filthy it is. And the fact right. that you can lay off all of them, there's only one way to lay off all of them. Is if you, you know, know it's it. coming. Yeah, you knew it was coming. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought that the I thought that it was the, I thought the penalties were a bit weak. Uh, turns out that the player penalties were weak because uh, the players were all granted immunity to rat each other out, which doesn't get yeah. talked about. So they could only go after coaches and GMs, even though this was developed by by players and instituted by players, and some players benefited more than others. There are statistics which will tell you um, which players got more of the signs than others, uh, but I think it was universally accepted that none of them got none of them. There, you know, there were uh, they traded for uh, Tony Kemp said he got traded in late into this and just yeah, refused so he- to do it. Said I don't want to, and they said okay. That, that, that's his story. Yeah. But that's his story. But all all of these other guys, you know, Bregman, Correa, Springer, uh, a lot of these guys were getting a lot of pitches that were tipped their way. And even Altuve, who Carlos Correa came out and very defiantly said was not getting any of the signs. He 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 did have instances where he was receiving the the trash can bangs. You can go and find these guys statistics in the playoffs in the world series at yeah. home versus on the road. Everyone's uh, in the history of baseball. Everyone's numbers are a little better at home versus on the road. They're not no. 400 average better at home <laughs> than on the was road. Brian McCann? Was that McCann? That he may have been 400, but all the other ones were somewhere around there. All yeah, of them. But his was the one that just jumped out yeah. to me. Cause I saw it was like, he hit like four seventeen at home. And 032 on the road. <laughs> Come on. Come on. So, yeah. Uh, one point that you had briefly touched on that I definitely wanted to get to and ask you how much is on the other team to not allow their signs to be stolen? Because if an NFL team, even yeah. remotely, thinks that the opposition might know their signals or play calls, what do they do? What's the first thing they do? They run into their building and and put in a whole bunch of brand new play calls and signals. They stay in the office day and night to implement a a new system. Is it too difficult to get the day's starting pitcher and catcher in a room uh, each day and say, okay, guys, today one is a curve, two is a slider, three is a fastball, the pinky is a two-seamer, et cetera, et cetera. Is is it that difficult? And, And when there's a man on second, which you talked about, uh, do do you do like the third base coach with the bunt and just give a whole bunch of nonsense signs that only the pitcher and catcher know which yeah. one is, is a real sign? Is it really that difficult? Shouldn't the players really kind of be responsible for not having their shit stolen? 
like I said, I think the expectation is, is that there's a guy in second base that teams are paranoid and they're automatic. You're not expecting this when there's nobody on base or a guy on first, or a guy on third, and there nobody has that clear view into the catcher. Yeah, and I know. So, so there, so I think you're operating, and early in the process. I think when it was just rumor or speculation, I don't think this was like on the forefront of people's minds, but then as it started to spread through baseball to the point where I believe they had a meeting about this with the nationals, like Joe Torrey actually had a meeting with the nationals and the Astros before the world series. Uh, it was reported this week that uh, he met with the Red Sox and the Astros before oh, the Red 2018 okay. uh, uh, ALCS. Yes, and basically said, y'all better knock off what you're doing because somebody's going to leave this team and rat you out to someone else. So uh, oh, everyone kind of knew. The Nationals angle was portrayed more as that the Nationals players were getting tipped off from other teams and other players. They mm-hmm. were all like coming to these guys like, you got to watch these guys. So everybody yeah, knew. This is what they're doing. But before it had all come out, before Fires and some of the other unnamed players had come out and actually started to confirm this, I think what you were seeing was the players trying to police themselves, right? The teams trying to police themselves. I, I think they knew that if it got out, that it, it would be really bad. And then, you know, and Rob Manfred did such a bad job with, you can, now we know why they didn't want it getting out because we could see how this has all been handled since it got out, which is very poorly. And then you, and, and everything, you know, in today's day and age, everything is, you know, feels like a cover up. I'm surprised they haven't put gate on this at all. Come on, guys. Sign, Sign gate. gate. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, how do we do that? We're, we're, why no gate? This is just as big as any of the football ones, right? Spy uh, gate, deflate gate. It's going to happen, but yeah. excuse me. Um, yeah, so I think that was the attempt of the players to try to keep it all in-house. Yeah. Uh, so my opinion or viewpoint on it is, is yeah, going to be different from yours a little bit. That uh, before, first of all, I guess to go to all the way to the beginning of my viewpoint on on cheating in general, I have always wondered, and you can attest to this because we've talked about this over the years a little bit. I've always wondered what is cheating and how does one balance it against winning? And uh, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, as you just said. And then Jesse the Body Ventura, win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. I'm I'm all about winning. I'm a very, very, very competitive person. I try to win everything that I that I compete in, and I don't care what I have to do to do it because that's the point to me is if you're playing something and you're going to be trying to win it, and I don't have too much of a line to cross in order to win. I'll pretty much do everything. I'm, I'm really competitive, and if I'm losing, I'll just call you a cheater using a super secret turbo button. So uh, it's real easy for me to, you know, find a way ah, to, you to blame it the on somebody else. the other guy cheating when you're losing. I see what it is. Exactly. Got um, it. And that comes from our video game uh, exploits yes. where it doesn't matter who you were using uh, in, in, in Madden, your guys were faster than me every time, and I have no idea how you were doing it. So I was like, where is the super secret turbo button you're super using that every time button. your guys get the ball, you're just running away from me, and I don't know what to do to, to catch you. It was very, very aggravating. Uh, anyway. I was cheating, obviously. I hacked the game. <laughs> obviously. Uh, sometimes and another... was a game that was sometimes was your game. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
but you still found a way to have that super zero turbo button. Uh, and, and on a whole different uh, avenue, I've also yet to have it explained to me in a way that satisfies me why gaining an unnatural advantage is okay sometimes and not okay other times and what is exactly unfair and cheating and what's not unfair and cheating. Uh, I've, I've, I've mentioned this before. If we're talking about what's natural and what's not natural, aren't eyeglasses unnatural? If, am I coming to the plate with the vision that God gave me? No, I've got contacts. I've got eyeglasses. That's not natural, but it's okay. Certain drugs and supplements are okay. Anabolic steroids, oh, that's really bad. But some supplements you get at the GNC, that's perfectly fine. Unless there's some trace, something inside that supplement that's been banned by whatever sport, and then that's really bad. That's awful. But you might not even know it's in there because it's a supplement. You have no idea what's in a lot of these supplements and vitamins and stuff. Some painkillers are fine. Others are uh, forbidden, uh, you know. The asp- all the aspirin you can pile on is fine, but Vicodin, oh, we can't have that. You might get hooked on that, but you put the, the other painkiller, the ibuprofen, yeah, that, that's okay, that's fine. So I'm, I've always uh, ha- had a problem with the line that gets set between cheating and, and not cheating and fair advantage and unfair advantage. So I've always sort of been sitting there like, I don't, I'm not going to come down too hard on any kind of cheating because I don't know what exactly is okay and what's not. Is this worse than uh, the Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire uh, steroid days? Is this uh, on that same spectrum? Is it uh, better or worse than the Gaylord Perry spitballs? Is this better or worse than uh, all the other uh, Sammy Sosa's cork bad, Mike Scott's emery boards, all these other different, uh, where, what's okay, what's not okay? Because a lot of these things we look at and just laugh it off. And, oh, <laughs> look at all the, the Super Bowls bouncing off out of Sammy Sosa's bad. Isn't that funny? Ha <laughs> ha. And other things are, oh, that's the, the, the worst thing you could possibly do. I just kind of throw my hands up at the whole thing. And uh, like you sort of uh, referred to before, everyone's trying something. Everyone's trying to gain some sort of advantage, uh, however way that they can do it. And for this specifically, like I said, sign stealing, I feel like that's up to the, to the other team to make sure your sign doesn't get stolen. And if you think it might be getting stolen, then uh, like, like Farquhar did, you go out and, and change up your signs or you do something before the game starts to make sure that your signs aren't uh, easily uh, decoded and whatnot. Like I said, if it's a football team, they've got whole brand new signs and game plans and everything, and, and there's no way that you could possibly figure out what they're doing. Yeah, I think for me this, though, became, you know, what we've seen, especially with with any of these situations with the cheating. It is these teams, they find a way to operate in a gray area anyways, that's not really stipulated. Like it's not expressly against the rules of the game, but it's clearly in bad taste what they're doing. And, and the teams that get caught don't just get caught because they did it once. These teams get caught because it became like this systemic, like almost like institutional thing, you know, like this was like the whole, like the organization as much as they want to deny this, the organization, like from like everybody on down, everybody knew this was happening. So it almost became part of the game. When you look at it from the standpoint of, you know, like you, you talk about you and I playing video games and you and I, be, let's say, let's say we're playing MVP baseball, right? Yeah. And you knew every pitch I was going to throw. <laughs> 
and that I didn't know awful. what pitches and I didn't know what pitches you were going to throw. Do you believe that you probably would have won more than you lost? <laughs> uh, great point. Yes, I would have loved to yeah. know what what, yeah. what you were throwing. I, I've played the MLB the show games. Right, they're great. Uh, I love them. They're they're almost too hard. Like it's almost like too realistic, you know. And they have an option in the game where you can guess pitches. And if you guess the pitch correctly and you guess the location correctly, you get this giant beeping, yeah, every, like red target that shows up exactly up. where the pitch is going to go. Yeah. Just the light up, like we used to call the light up zone, right? When the guy would throw <laughs> the bad pitch and it would just it, and you would just just crush those pitches because the guy was making a mistake. And wouldn't you like that on every pitch? <laughs> you imagine yeah so imagine that now in the big leagues with like real players like you know it's a breaking ball you know it's a slider you you know especially when it, it, you know it immediately in real time you're getting that information processed to you like you bang bang okay slider now i'm ready now i can you know yeah it's it's bad i mean it's bad it's not just bad because you know it was the kind of thing that's just, just like with the cheater the cheater's code right it's the getting away with it then becomes eventually just going to do it so much. You're just going to get, you're going to get busted. You're going to get caught. You're going to go too far, right? You see this in the movies. You see this with, with people who are thieves, right? Well, one last job, right? <laughs> We're just going to do it this one last time, you know? And yeah. And, and, and they, and they just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it. And eventually, you know, it was just a house of cards and it couldn't hold its own weight. And, it, 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 they got busted and people got fired and the game is going to now have to put in rules to, so it will change to, to do this, you know, like when the, when the, when the White Sox threw the world series it probably wasn't against any rules of the game, but it was just looked at as that's just the, it, the total wrong thing to right. do. So the, 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 so it's not so much that it's the cheating, you're breaking the rule. It's the cheating to the point where you look at it and go, you shouldn't do. Don't do that. Don't don't put cameras up to spy on the other team. Don't don't deflate the football to make them easier to grip so you can throw them better because you're old and your arm sucks now. You know, don't relay information to the batter in the batter's box in real time so he knows what pit coming. There's just things that you don't do. So with the. With you believing that it's that bad, do you think there is a case for the pitcher whose uh, name I don't have? I didn't do that research. That uh, he that was his only major league appearance was against the Astros. They lit him up and he Saw never that. made it back yeah. to the major leagues. He's suing him. He's, he's got, got a lawsuit going. His, yeah, because it's proven that they were using the system against him, and then he feels like that one bad outing may have ruined his career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, that I don't know, but hey, yeah. I mean, but look at—it's not so much the damage; it's the damage they've done to themselves. I don't think they've damaged the game irreparably. I don't think any—they've done it to themselves. Nobody looked at the NFL with any of the stuff and went, "Oh, I, you know, the NFL's just—it's toast." And nobody's looking at the MLB, going, "Oh, the MLB is done for." And people are looking at the Astros that way. Because they're going to, and rightfully so, they're going to be under a microscope this whole year, right? Every time they go into a slump, it's because they're not getting the signals. Every time they're getting hot or a guy's doing really good, they can go, oh, see, 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 Uh we're great. We're great. Look at us. We didn't need that trash can banging. Or what are they doing to cheat now? And they've earned all of that. You know, 
I think the most distressing thing I heard was the David Ortiz thing about uh, oh, the calling, calling Mike Fires the snitch, which I was just like, no, don't, don't, no, yeah, shut up, shut, you know, just go, go, go away, <laughs> go away, Big Poppy. That that's unnecessary because if it wasn't for Fires and these other unnamed players who came out, this never would have really been talked about or brought out to the light. So th- th- that just needs to go away because you're. At that point, you're just trying to to stop anybody from saying anything because it's like, okay, well, wait, wait, what were you doing there, Poppy? Right. Yeah, if you look you, back you, at you. Well, he's got some skeletons in his closet for sure. Yeah, he's talking about the, um, the, the snitch. Oh, don't ram me out. See what is this? Al Capone days or something like that? You gonna, ooh, ooh, you dirty rat. You dirty rat. <laughs> that one no, bothered we, me. We agree on that, and I, I can't reconcile that with my thought that everyone should just try to cheat at all costs. Um, I'm inconsistent. What can I say? I, I yeah, well, it, think it, everyone it, should keep trying, but I do agree that. They invented a new way to cheat, too. So don't forget, pioneering new ways to cheat is not always a good thing, especially when it comes to technology. I mean, if you know, we, you've always heard the stories over the years about the guy in center field or the guy doing this. So they've always tried, like the cheater is always one step ahead. So now they'll change to not allow this to happen. And somebody's going to look at the next will, loophole and the next way to cheat. Exactly. It's going to happen. A new, right. a new way of cheating. But that doesn't, uh, that, that doesn't make this better. Uh, I, I suppose. Um, they should have known there the, was a whole can of worms with the whole putting the, the the letting the guys look into the dug. You can tell you cannot tell me that everybody hadn't thought of this and was trying to figure out a way to do this. The Astros just figured out the way to do it and got caught. Obvious. So other people might have been doing it, but they were the ones who were stupid and were obvious about it. So like to the point where you can watch videos and hear the banging and you can study it and see stats and results and and they did it way too much. But how stupid were they? They've got the ring. They're not giving that back. Yeah, Baseball they, they, isn't stripping yeah, that title from them. from them. No, they won't take and, it away from them. And nobody appeared to, at least publicly, uh, to general fans like like us. Nobody knew anything at all until the the whistleblower story. So right. maybe they weren't all that stupid about it. And maybe there's a whole lot of other teams that are doing it that will be looked at as being obvious once the sort of evidence gets pieced back together with the, the Subruder film and you look back at oh, I, now I can see it but at the time you know nobody really thought anything of it so uh, I guess that's the, the big question how you know bad is it or how, how dumb is it uh, for right. the Astros to do that they got the title uh, they're still going to get paid all the, the money uh, whenever yeah, all, all their the contracts are up nope uh, no one's gonna look over uh, Alex Bregman when it, when he becomes a free agent and say, you know, I, I don't want him on my team. I don't I don't think he's worth the money. He's I don't know how good he really is. No one's gonna say that. Um, they might not want him because of the the scandal, but they're not gonna say, well, I don't know quite, you know, if he's quite that good. Of course, they're still gonna think that he's very good. Um, yeah. And just you know, the whole thing about well they're dirty and they're cheating and they're the ones that have to, to wear that stigma um and they're the ones that, that have to deal with that it, it all depends on how thin their skin is if they're if they can handle it then it's that's not a big deal either because that's just people talking all the time about you and yeah. some people can't handle that and some people don't give a fuck they just water off their back so 
just depends on uh, your, your personality, I, I suppose, as far as that goes. I know if I were on that team and had a ring because of it, I wouldn't give a damn what anyone said about me because I'd just be sitting there counting my money and looking at my World Series title. Oh, and that, and that makes total sense. They're always going to be world champions, even if, even if it's got a asterisk or who cares. They won that title. I Honestly, I think the sad part is, and maybe you'll agree with me on this one, I think you might. I think the, the sad part is, is I think they were good enough to win without it. Yes, I agree with that. Which is what makes it really sort of, you know, the the ironic part of this, you know, or the, the sad part of this, which is it's sort of like it, it looks it, it looks dirty now, right? It looks tainted. And that team was so good in the run up and, and these guys all through the minors, there's a reason that this team was as good as it's been and has been and even after they stopped using it, even to the point where uh, they said there was no proven use of it at all. Even during the 2019 season, they came a few what innings away from winning the World Series again without cheating at mm-hmm. all. Win one, one home game. <laughs> one home game. Yeah. Win one of those home games. Maybe you could have used a little trash can beating uh, ah. against the National. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, you know, mm. but it, it's just it's sad because that team – was sort of like they were the model. Everybody's like the Cubs set the model in 2016. The Astros copied that, and this is what we're seeing teams do now versus the buy the title way of trying to do it. It's become the, you know, grow from within, bring up these young players, the superstars, figure these things out. It's ironic that it's the the, the aging veteran, the guy who's at the end of his career, who comes up with the system, right? Right. The guy who clearly needs the help and can't let go, um, who who comes up with this, and now it's sort of put this dark stain over all the other players. But they obviously were on board with it too. Yeah, because and I had... they got the advantage. But yeah, I think that I just think that the the real the real sad part of all this sort of like the Shakespearean you know tragedy of this is that the Astros were probably good enough to win without it. On the uh, in the of the story, I'm completely with you that it would have been nice to see how far the Astros could have gotten without that, just to have the man-to-man, one-on-one uh, contest throughout each of these postseasons to see uh, if they were really as good as they seemed that they would be. Again, playing devil's advocate, though, what they did was, in essence, they turned – something that's such a coin flip and a variable, which is a, a postseason series, that, which is, you know, the, the 162 game regular season coming down to seven is sort of ridiculous in and of itself. They took something that's so random and gave it an element of sort of security uh, and, you know, by, by cheating. So if they don't do that and they come up short and they lose that world series to the Dodgers, then what are they? They're the Dodgers. They're what the Dodgers are right now. The Dodgers are this incredibly talented team searching for that ring and look and, you know, constantly laughed at and looked at as underachievers and God, are they ever going to win that title? They keep adding talent (laughs) and they keep putting guys. They aren't the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. If the Astros don't cheat, find a way to get that one ring, then they're the Dodgers. And they were trying to avoid being the Dodgers. 
And for sure. that, I kind of I kind of don't blame them. I, I don't you can't say do you don't that? blame them, but you know you don't blame them. But they still got caught, and they got to own it. And and this is always going to be what it's going to be. But now we talk. Now you think about the narrative that's emerged. Call Clayton Kershaw. He's a big game choker. You mm. Darvish was a big game choker. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. So and Darvish may not be on the Cubs if he performs right. the way he's supposed to in that World Series. The Dodgers may and, have held on to him. I don't think Darvish has been the same since that World Series meltdown game. I think he just started to get it back in the second half of last year. But, yeah, you're right. He, had, he looked like he had been getting knocked around uh, ever since, yeah. that, uh, since that World Series. You're right. You know. And and since then, Clayton Kershaw has also been a bit of a big game letdown pitcher. But was that because he because of the damage of what happened in the World Series on the biggest stage? And we'll see. Yeah, perhaps. I think you got some motivated guys playing for the Dodgers this year. They sure uh, squawk like it. They have not stopped yeah. talking about this uh, ever since uh, everything broke, and they have their own claim as you know, sort of uncrowned champions. Uh, they're the ones leading the charge to uh, their, at least their fans are to have the, the, the Astros title get stripped because of it, it wasn't legitimate as it turned out. Yeah. Um, but you I, know what? I, you could fine strip the title, but don't give it to somebody else. Just have it be no winner. Cause you can't just go, what are you going to do? Give the dot. What are the Dodgers going to get a parade now? What are you going to do? Give them the trophy the, and have some big trophy celebration. I don't think the Dodgers organization wants the trophy that way, but I'm just saying that the Dodgers and the people around them, the fans around them are really squawking about, Hey, that, yeah. that, that title that the Astros won, that wasn't really, uh, that wasn't really their title to win. And that's fine to say that, but I think if you're actually calling for them to, to strip a title, is eh, come, come on. What is this? The NCAA? Nah, exactly. This is not college sports and, and there, there's no ruling part. First of all, the, the commissioner, Rob Manfred, doesn't appear to want that kind of responsibility. No, he doesn't uh, want to do it. No, he, 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 he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to do anything as far as this goes. These investigations didn't start until the whole uh, story came out in the athletic until the whistleblower thing. But uh, like I said, they've been reporting about Joe Torre having meetings with the with Alex Cora and the Red Sox and the Astros. And yeah, uh, hey, guys. Yeah, you, you might want to cool it here because uh, like, everything's so, going right. to – shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah, so, everybody knew. So, and that tells me that if the league office knew and a lot of these players knew was that they were trying to – they were trying to squash this. Um, and if Joe Torrey knew, then you know that Rob Manfred knew. And so a lot of people knew about this, and they were just like, let, let it go away. We don't want this to come out. We don't want to have a – we don't want anybody to look at a previous World Series champion or a title that's tainted, or you know, you know, let's keep this quiet. And I think they just wanted to sweep this under the rug and you know have everybody go back to playing nice. And uh, it didn't end up that way. Tory stepped down from his position as uh, head of baseball operations at the beginning of this month. So things to make you go, hmm, one of those things. Uh, I, I smell a book coming. Just, just saying. <laughs> uh, oh, there's. I don't think we know this whole story. Yeah, it seems to be just at all. Right? Yeah, you know, because you even brought up the all oh, is Altuve getting, you know, was he getting any electronic signals? Was he was a buzzer? Was the, the whole tattoo thing? This all seems pretty weak. It would make sense if he was getting, if he had some kind of a device or was doing something. It would make sense that he wasn't hearing as many trash can bangs. <laughs> 
He didn't need right? it. Right? <laughs> he didn't need it because he was getting it some other way, either through a vibration or through a signal. Um, so interesting. It'll be interesting. I have a feeling that, you know, I, I I think this is a story that they want to have go away, but it will be the sort of like cloud over the, the 2020 baseball season, especially when it pertains to the Astros. Fantasy they team are going to be under such a microscope. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my fantasy team name this year, Altuve's tattoo guy. I, I had to do it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, had to do it. And, and the picture is that picture of him crossing home plate, clutching his jersey. It was the, just yeah. the weirdest thing you've ever seen. Lamest Someone... excuse, too. La- what a lame <laughs> excuse. I had a bad How... tattoo. I didn't want anyone to see it. Uh, How okay. weak. Don't rip off my jersey. My wife's going to be mad. What? <laughs> Of all the, the movements that you see someone make as they're crossing home plate after hitting a game-winning home run, that's the last thing you would expect to see is somebody grabbing their jersey. No, 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 don't strip me. Don't strip me. What? What are you – why are you worried about that, dude? What? Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the, it's just beginning. You're right. There's uh, – it's not just the Astros either. It's, it, as far as I'm concerned, there's no way that this was only them, as you, as you refer to. When you have uh, uh, the the electronics and the cameras, and you have that advantage that you could easily uh, use and take advantage of, there's no way they were the only team doing that. There's no way. Yeah. Uh, and Alex Cora took that to Boston with him, and who knows, however many other people, uh, you know, got some sort of advantage or used some other uh, possible system. Some other some other other teams may have may have had buzzers for all we know. There's. Sure. There's, there's layers and layers to this. Uh, and yeah, We're just getting started on that. You can, uh, for the, the generic gamblers out there, you can get odds uh, on the, the Houston over-under how many times that they get hit by pitches uh, in the 2020 season. They, that, that, oh, that, I, that bet is out there. They got to set the record, right? I'd go for <laughs> it all. I would think so. <laughs> I'd, go for, I'd go all the way. I'm taking the whole prop. I'm saying they're going to break the major league record for hit by pitches this year. But I think that's a, a, a bitch move to, to be sitting up there throwing at them and trying to hit them. For, just just protect your signs better. Just don't do, don't get mad at them. You're the ones that put the signs. Do something yeah. to protect your signs. Like I said, there's a football team. They're protecting at all costs. So just, just and, change and, your signs up. Oh yeah, but if if they're down seven zip, I mean if you know if they're down oh, yeah. seven zip or the other yeah, way, I mean, if it's everyone's yeah. getting drilled. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. But yeah, do yourself a favor and watch the the Farquhar video because yeah, that one yeah. was just like that's when I was the first, that was the first time I'd really watched anything where I'd seen what was happening and you could see it and hear it and you're watching yeah and it's just like oh boy yeah this is bad. You're just watching it because you're just like, oh, man. He just, like, the batter knows what's coming. And, you know, and when you're seeing a guy who's on a changeup that bad and then the pitcher realizing it, and, yeah, it's just like this whole thing that's going on, this whole little chess match. And then to know that they stopped doing it for a few days after that, too. Like, oh, if it was okay and everybody's doing it, once you see somebody who visibly gets angry on the mound, and you should see how animated Farquhar gets when he calls the call. Oh, the I, I bet he was hot. Oh, yeah, he was hopping, man. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, we're, we're going to cool this off for a few days. <laughs> we're going to stop doing this for a little <laughs> while, you know, and then bring it back in the postseason. 
No, I, I got you. I, they knew they were wrong. I, I, I know Wait, that they, they knew they were wrong, and, and I know that it's wrong uh, in, in general, in, in theory. I, I do know that it's wrong. <laughs> sure. I just don't care about doing wrong things because it's all about the W. All these fans that love their teams and love uh, and all the Astros fans out there that are defending them to the hilt, it, 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 that's the fandom. It's, it's because it's all about winning. And we just exalt yeah. all the winners in everything exactly. that they do. And we, we laugh at the people who don't have rings. And, uh, you know, we laugh at Charles Barkley until the end of time because he doesn't have a ring no matter how great he was. Uh, and, and we put, hold up all the winners. And it, it's all about winning. Uh, and maybe that's wrong in in and of itself. Maybe we should not be valuing winning that much that we just uh, look over everything that anyone does uh, to try to win. But but that's but it is what it is. That's what it is these days in sports. It's all about the W. It's all about the ring. Uh, so they did what they had to do to get the ring. So so I guess I understand that. But but I I, I won't go completely contrarian and completely negative. I do understand the the anger and the the enmity. Uh, about what they did, and I understand that it was wrong, and I understand that it's uh, something that they knew was wrong because they they quit doing it once they found out that the that the jig was up. Right, and you know they got their title, and obviously it was fu- it's funny because it, they were doing it less in the 2018 season. It's been it, it's it's documented that they did it noticeably less in yeah. the 2018 season. It was like, hey, we got our title, now we'll stop. Right, we got our title, and more people are on to us, and we're right. trying to fall so that we don't have what's going to happen to us this year, which is every time we come up, we're afraid of getting hit in the head. Right, and then and then especially as the team starts to get broken up, I mean, you got to figure this. I even have a feeling that they will they were winning, and they probably knew somebody had to know they were going to get caught at some point because. The team's going to get broken up. Players are going to leave town. Other teams are starting to figure this out. The word's out there. It's on the street. But like you said, hey, we, we got our ring. We got our title. Our guys are all making – some of these guys are making hundreds of millions of dollars, and it, it worked. The, the ends uh, sort of justify the means, unfortunately. Um, I was trying to think of uh, the other sports, and, and uh, I talked about football a little bit and what they do about uh, if they think – something's being stolen from them as they just change everything up and try like hell to, to disguise what they're doing. I couldn't really think of any ways to cheat big in basketball. All their cheats are sort of smaller. It's all about the, the, the tugging of the, the shorts when guys are yeah. running off the screen or hitting them in the nuts or something like that. You know, when you play John Stockton or Chris Paul, you're going to get hit in the nuts when you try to to come <laughs> off a pick and roll. Cause that's what they do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mostly, most of the basketball stuff has always been what? The Donaghy stuff, official shenanigans. Yeah, throwing um, games and point shaving. Right, point shaving. But... Point shaving, right? Within one game, yeah, a lot of the basketball one is so gambling related. Right. It's not really about cheating to, to overcome the other team. Cause, and, and that's kind of why I enjoy basketball is it's really so much about if you have the best talent, you're going to win. That's why I love LeBron James because he's just so much better. And there's really no getting around it. There's there's kind of no uh, advantage that you can find if, if you're if you're on a yeah. basketball court with LeBron James, he's going to make you his bitch. There's really nothing you can do to stop that. So it's, it's sort of almost purer yeah. than the other sports in that respect. And, and you've almost uh, seen now that you can basically put LeBron on a team with just guys, and he can get you to the finals. 
and he can still elevate just guys. Yeah. Although it, I am I am watching a smaller scale version of that going on right now here in Milwaukee with Giannis. Oh God, with Giannis just skywalking over everybody, right? I mean, they're just I mean, they're just what they're doing to teams now since the break is it, they're just it, it's just like toying with teams. Right, you, you can't stop them. It, they, but they beat Oklahoma well, City by last night, forty. <laughs> yeah, when when you get on a roll, there, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, but that, uh, but we're going that to. Roster. That's the honest and guys. <laughs> right. More on our after show when we come back. All right, into our VIP after show program. Yeah, we had an hour live on uh, on cheating, and we did definitely got a, all of our viewpoints out about the the cheating scandal. And, and you know, I, I knew I had some viewpoints that weren't what everyone else was saying out there, because it's it's almost syrupy, sweet, and sickening when you start hearing these guys go on and wax about the the poetry of the sport and the beauty and how awful it is and and. It's it's damaging the game of baseball. The game of baseball will be yeah, fine. It's, I didn't, it's not I didn't that bad. quite go there, right? I didn't no, say that no. baseball is ruined. I think the yeah. Astros. This is a stain on them, and it should be right. But and, and, there's and still whoever else champs, is doing, and they're still all millionaires. And AJ Hinch, the first day he is eligible to get another job, will immediately get a job in baseball again. As he should, he's a very good manager and, and a very good baseball yeah. guy. Um, but yeah, it, it it can get a little uh, over the top when when people start romanticizing this a little bit too much. I guess that's my uh, pushback to it. Is is it, it's not really as bad as you're trying to paint it out to be. It's not like uh, guys were just going out there and doing everything they could possibly could to, to cheat the game. And then, you know, you don't have steroid needles lying everywhere. You don't have, uh, right. you know, like I said, all the other ways of doctoring the baseball, that the pitchers weren't, uh, you know, using spitballs and doing all sorts of other stuff. Uh, there's a lot worse that people yeah, could no be nail files, right? No nail files yeah. flying out of a guy's pocket. Yeah. So it, it was, it was bad and it is a stain, but, but ultimately, uh, you know, it's not, all that big a deal as far as I'm concerned. So even though we both consider it a total non-entity as far as relevance in any sport, what is your feeling when these guys at the end of their careers start coming up for like Hall of Fame type stuff? I mean, would you figure that zero of these guys are going to be first ballot, right? Zero. It's hard to imagine they would be, but they're so young. It's still, there's still a ton of time if, uh, I I was about to say, like if Alex Bregman... Two more titles without this? Yeah, okay. Right, if Alex Bregman goes another 15 years destroying everybody, it'll be hard to deny him. But I said that, and I had to stop in the middle of my sentence. Because Alex fucking Rodriguez spent 20 years ripping the hell out of everybody in that sport. And he uh, is not uh, going to be first ballot, I don't think. Because uh, there's so many uh, scandals around his uh, multiple failed steroid tests and fake Dominican cousins and all that. But God damn, Alex Rodriguez is one of the best players in the history of baseball. I mean, there's yes. no denying that. So, so I, I mean, I don't know if we'll be on the air 20 years from now when a lot of these guys' careers are over and we'll be in our mid-60s doing this show. I don't know. It could happen. Um, but... <laughs> 
hopefully someone's paying us to do it by then. That would be really nice. I was about to say, we'll uh, maybe be retired yeah. out in Vegas by that point. Uh, that would be pretty sweet. That would be okay. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you reach the point where it's like, yeah, I, I this is – the thing, and we—I'm talking, you know—and it's just the psyche too of these baseball writers, right? Yeah, the guardians of the game. Yeah, the like, reason the that guy Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are in the hall. Who was the guy who got the one no vote this year? That was just <laughs> unbelievable. They still haven't figured out who did not vote for Derek Jeter for the Hall of Fame. Derek Jeter didn't get. I mean, <laughs> they still haven't found voted, that guy. Somebody did not have Derek Jeter on their Hall of Fame ballot. Someone ah. got the memo. <laughs> And I know not, that that was, that was payback year. for Mariano Rivera. Because <laughs> if maybe you're not, telling maybe me, maybe next year, maybe Jeter should do it next year, not this year. That in, in the history of baseball, the only unanimous guy to go into the Hall of Fame on a unanimous ballot was Mariano Rivera. Give me a fucking break. We will always have that to laugh at as far as the Baseball Hall of Fame. When you think about which is why it's a Babe joke, Ruth. Which, Right. Not Ted Williams. Not Not Hank Aaron. (laughs) Not Joe DiMaggio. (laughs) Not Mickey Mantle. No. 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 You think of any of these other guys who'd be like, yeah, Slam Dunk, Hall of Fame, Tony Gwynn. (laughs) Nope. Not not him either. None of them. Frank Robinson. Somebody left him off. He was dead, I think, and somebody left him (laughs) off the ballot, right? Did he go in alive or dead? Tony, uh, had he had he died by then? I, I, uh, but I'm just saying, I don't, I don't remember. like we knew we were watching a Hall of Famer. Everybody knew they were watching a Hall of Famer. Yes. With any of these, except, you know, and I'm just except, except for, eight writers. Yeah. And then, so now we get to Derek Jeter, who I'm not Derek Jeter's biggest fan, but I think everybody yeah, exactly. knows Derek Jeter was going to go, he was a Hall of Famer, right? He just, the resume was there. He's Mr. October, Mr. November. Remember the Mr. November thing? Of course. You know, all of that, the career, the, 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 the relay play, you know, just all of it. You know, the big hit, everybody looked at Derek Jeter. He's a shortstop for the Yankees. And that was it. He was going to the Hall of Fame, but somebody said, nah, nope. One of the most famous players in the history of baseball. Nah, not worth it. No, he's not unanimous. Not but Mariano Rivera, no. he's yeah. So that's why <laughs> that's why when I bring up, I hate bringing up a Hall of Fame type uh, story. Because, hey, some of the, don't worry. I, I want all the Astros players to know this. A lot of those guys, a lot of you guys, you're going to be in our Hall of Fame way first. Way, way early compared to some of this. So this this whole episode may end up getting its own wing. You got infamy for life, guys. Don't worry. That's right. And you got your rings. Immortalized and rings. You guys will be immortalized. Absolutely. You know what's? You know um, what we have to put in the Hall of Infamy? <laughs> what's that? The trash can. <laughs> uh, we we need the trash cans, the actual trash yeah. cans that they use. We need the that'll be in the yeah. exhibit. We need the. Uh, I want to be the. I want to be the equipment need... manager. I want to be the equipment manager, or whoever it is. For the Astros, I want to be that guy at Home Depot, <laughs> banging on garbage cans, trying to figure out which one makes the best sound. We need the authentic dented up ceiling of the uh, dugout. <laughs> of the dugout, uh, at, too. At, yeah, they weren't just banging on the... At Minute Maid Park. We need that actual dugout with all the dents in the ceiling that, that Bregman kept leaving yeah. uh, when he was banging that bat up, up off the roof of the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, if I, if I am... Uh... 
if I am an opposing team, anytime the Astros hit a home run in my park, I'm playing the the Packers touchdown song, you know? Ah, I don't want to work. I want to bang on that drum all day. Yeah, I want to play that every time. If I'm in an opposing park, I'm going to be like that Cleveland Indians guy playing uh, White Snake. (laughs) Was that the White Sox guy? Yeah, I was about to say that. That was a Comiskey. Chuck Finley, right? How is he not? Right. I got to put him in my list of candidates. Is this love that I'm feeling? Is this love that I'm looking for? No, he played, uh, he didn't play Is This Love. I think he played uh, Here no. I Go Again. Yeah, that was just great. Yeah, that that was the video that Tony Katane was, was writhing on the, uh, on the on the hood of the car. Yeah, another. <laughs> that's that's another, a great story. Because she was married to him, right? Yes. And and oh, very man. famously melted down and and attacked her attacked him with high heeled shoes and, and yeah uh, that marriage didn't end very well. <laughs> oh man, see only here do we. This is the kind of stuff that they don't want you to remember. We bring up oh. here, Rod. We we would absolutely remember it, and 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 it's immortal, and, and it is infamous. Tawny Katane is infamous and, and needs to be in our hearts. <laughs> oh, not. Not the guy who played the song, just her. You got to get a little. Oh, <laughs> well, they could have the whole, uh, the whole, the whole episode. Caboodle. Yeah, the, yeah. The they, song. They be you a, put the song an entry. in, you know. White that Snake. song would have the, to the play on the White overhead Snake. speaker <laughs> by the exhibit. The, the entire group White Snake will be. They won't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but they will be in our uh, Hall of Infamy. Um, yeah, that 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 was a very special incident. How did we even get on that? We just uh, again, we kings of non sequitur. We kind of veer off. Well, what were we talking about? Yeah, that's I, when I you know remember. you've gone into non sequitur territory. <laughs> we, we we have indeed. We, we've entered when that you zone. Have to draw when you literally have to start retracing the steps of the conversation <laughs> to draw your way back to how we got there. And I'm trying to I think like, okay, we were talking about this. Then we were talking about this. Then we, yeah. How did the hell? How do we get over here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, we started talking about playing. The, was it Todd Rundgren? I believe is the artist who sings the that song. And if I was the guy on the PA, see that's how we got there. Oh yeah, yeah. Because if I was I the was guy gonna... on the PA, I would start playing that song, and then I had memories of the the White Sox guy on the PA playing <laughs> the White Snake song for Chuck Finley. Right, because I was going to come in off of the uh, the bang on the drum song. I was going to come in with they also got to play get it on, bang a gong, get it on. Got to come in with <laughs> that just one. Have too. all these songs ready, yeah, yeah, all year long for the Astros. And you saw the they... word bang in it. Oh man. <sighs> <sighs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how many Oscar the Grouch uh, posters <laughs> we're going to see this year. Uh, some fans have uh, been bringing trash cans to the spring training games and been banging them during the game. Uh, so oh, we've had man, that. That's good. Uh, some people brought some signs to the Astros' home park at spring training, and the Astros went down and, and uh, had a hissy fit and had the signs confiscated. And I, I wish I came up with the uh, obvious jokes off of that, which is if there's one thing the Astros organization really needs to stay away from, uh, it would be stealing anybody's sign. Hey, hey! I wish that was original, but uh, I did not come Ooh, up with that. Oh, man, yeah. Hey, it's better than throwing syringes at them. 
that don't please don't don't throw sharp objects at anybody, please. Whatever you did. Yeah, you remember that? Bonds, right? Oh yeah. Somebody threw a syringe at Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's uh, not a good look. Yeah, this is going to be a great year for the Astros, huh? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, we haven't done our MLB preview yet, but if they can overcome this one, I don't know if they, if not just if they can overcome this, if they can overcome Dusty Baker being their manager. Ah, the great Dusty like, Baker. That's your, hey, that, like right there, you know what? That was their punishment. <laughs> well, I tell you what, they brought in the right guy to sort of deflect and 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 take the edge oh, yeah, off because Dusty's kind of got that kind of like devil may care thing going on. Like, hey, he's just an old baseball guy, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and, and if, if it gets too bad, he'll turn it into something racist, and he'll he'll turn it around that way. <laughs> right, and, and... it's the announcer's fault. He'll blame it he'll, on. He'll, he'll still blame it on Chip Carey and Steve Stone. He'll find a way. <laughs> It'll send uh, was it Mike standing them up to the booth to try to attack him or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And what's the over under for the number of Astros starters that are going to need Tommy John surgery this year? <laughs> uh, Verlander's got the the juice to the sort of look dusty in the eye and say, "Man, look, uh, I've thrown 150 pitches. I'm done. But you, you're going to have to take me out of this game." <laughs> Verland, obviously, the pitchers for the Astros can be very high and mighty in this whole thing. I think Verlander's been one of the more vocal ones when they interviewed him, who was very, you know, he gave a lot as far as um, his opinions about it. And you could you could tell the pitchers didn't like it. Obviously. No, because they weren't getting an advantage. They weren't getting an advantage. Plus, they also, you know, Maybe it's like maybe it's the fraternity of pitchers. <laughs> a lot of these guys they they know them, and they're probably going to be friends, former teammates. Who knows? Watching their friends go out there and get destroyed, and know that oh boy, you know this could happen to me. <laughs> no, I, I think that's pretty much it. Is is not uh, maybe not even so much a fraternity of pitchers as like this is an offensive cheating method this is a method to yes. get more points on the board and our livelihood is let not having as many points put on the board that's what we do yes. so this is something that is something that's going to threaten to tear down people in my profession and that's bad that's just in general going to be something that uh, that guys like Verlander are are against but if it was something that would help out the pitchers I, I don't think they would have so much of a problem with that Which is why pitchers, for the majority of what I can remember for baseball, pitchers were always the ones trying to cheat, right? And probably still are. Yeah. It, uh, who? Uh, oh, it was uh, Pineda uh, up in uh, Minnesota uh, had stuff on his, on the bill of his cap, I believe. Yeah, or, the guy or, that was a Crisco or whatever, or the stuff on, <laughs> you know, whatever he was putting or, on the bill of his cap. Tar, pine tar, or so, yeah, some substance yeah. that uh, he kept going to and. Finally, like okay, you're making it a little too obvious. We're gonna have to you go back to <laughs> you go back to major league and the old pitcher that they had on the team, like the old crusty veteran pitcher they had on the team when he took off all, oh, yeah. like, he took off his jersey and he had the stuff like all over his body, so he could go to the different places of his body at any time and grease up the grease up the ball. Uh huh. <laughs> and, and that was it was obviously meant as a joke, but <laughs> it wasn't a joke. Yeah, there's a reason that was in there. <laughs> 
it was referencing something very real. Yeah, pitchers try to get advantages all the time, and then uh, hitters try to get advantages all the time, which is what, kind of where this discussion goes. Everyone's trying to get some edge. This was uh, more advanced than all the other uh, efforts possibly, um, and, and it was wrong. And I'll, I'll I'll admit that much. It was definitely wrong, uh, but it doesn't stop the fact that people continue to try to get advantages and people will continue to try to, to get advantages yeah. because again, this is all the, think about all the billions and billions of dollars on the line for, for oh, yeah. winners, for people who win at this endorsement and endorsements, bonuses, right? Yeah. Uh, lifetime uh, achievement. And, and you put that HOF at the end of your name, which is much more likely uh, if you have rings uh, that you're going to get that HOF uh, than, than if you don't have rings. Yeah. Everything just, just, if you win, everything is, is sort of forgiven, uh, and, and it's all about the the ends justifying the means. Uh, so, yeah, this is not the this is not the end of of any kind of cheating uh, by any stretch by by any imagination. Uh, <laughs> no, no, people are always the, going to keep trying. The end of this chapter of cheating, and we'll move on to a new way to cheat. That, that somebody is working out right now as we speak. I'm sure some one of these MBAs uh, that that's all these GMs that are straight out of college and, and going into the front offices. Uh, they're not all just sitting there at the computer doing analytics. Believe me. Yeah, and, and this is where I struggle. This is where I kind of think of on on your side a little bit is coming over don't, to the dark side. Come on. I, no, I'm not going to the dark side here. I don't think it's ah. the cheating. I don't think it was the cheating per se, that bothered me as much as the volume of the cheating that bothered me. It, it but it was the volume of it? that got them caught. Right. You know, and, and the effectiveness. Right. If they had and, figured and, this out, if they had used this more strategically, if this had not just been a crutch, and if they hadn't like gotten the whole organization, like if they had just kind of, you know, they had – it was the volume that ultimately did them in. And I don't know. I'll push back. I don't know if it's so much the volume as it was the, the effectiveness. Like I said, it, 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 when you look at those numbers and how much better they were have, against have you these seen the numbers? pitchers, I, I have. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, you're <laughs> talking like 20, 30-point rise in batting average. Your, the slugging went like through the roof everything improved their swing and miss rates went like they bottomed out they created like they weren't missing anything hardly like everyone else's contact rate against chapman and 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 kershaw and these guys and then their contact rate is like whoa yeah, <laughs> yeah and these guys just they're spitting on the best pitches in baseball and, and it's like there's only one way they could have been doing as if they knew what was coming so yeah <laughs> Oh, so you know, we, 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 we see it, you know, in our own unique ways, but I, I, yeah, we, like you said, we both, we both know it was wrong. I think it was a little worse than you do just because of how much data there is to support it all. It's unfortunate that it's baseball where you do have so much statistical analysis. You can break down everything. And it is the most statistically driven sport, so it makes sense. Football right. trying Definitely. to get there with the analytics and stuff, but so much of the football analytics stuff I think is bogus. Like catch, uh, like the catch percentage and all that. Come on, eh, give me a break. 
this was this was a five star catch because it says he only had an eight percent chance to catch this ball. Well, I just watched him do it, so I'm going to guess it was a hundred percent. There's a, a lot. Starting, there's, they do some of that with baseball too. They do a little bit right. of that with baseball too, where they're trying to just measure the guy's like jump and all that, and they're trying to put like the science into the statistics. Some of that advanced stuff I don't get into. Yeah, so much of it is dense as far as how they come up with, with the percentages and yeah. how they come up with the, the likelihoods. Metrics. Yeah, the defensive yeah. metrics are the ones that I've eh, – okay. Because you can't take away for, like, instinct and some of those things. Like you, can, you, you can come up with a statistic for anything. And then some of the football stuff, too, where you're old, so you're old. you only had a 12% chance to catch that ball. Huh? How do you – what? It's really hard to. Uh, the only way you of... know that was if you threw the exact same pass to that guy a hundred times and he caught it twelve. <laughs> um, it's based on all the other data of all the other catches that they put in their yeah. little machines and and came up with that number. <laughs> that, I don't understand. Uh... I don't pretend to understand it either. And and I'm a yeah, stats guy, so yeah, right. Like we both. Like you're more stats heavy when it comes to football. I think I'm very stat reliant, obviously, with my part time job um, with baseball. So no, I, I'm, I'm all over the numbers in, in baseball too, but I just I, I definitely don't understand a lot of them. I, I want to, and I and I try oh, to, yeah, to well, work like X, to, to figure what, it X, out. X FIP and I, I I don't know what ERA FIP and, and X FIP is, oh, and then yeah, I I, I don't. Exactly know what those uh, measure, yeah. but I, I know my that they're war. <laughs> what is it good for? <laughs> uh, absolutely, absolutely nothing, nothing if you ask certain people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, it, it's uh, there's a whole lot of metrics and, and numbers and statistics out there that you can use to measure a, a whole lot of different things, and some of them I'm, I am I already know I'm never going to quite get or, or understand. Hell, I still kind of don't understand how they come up with a quarterback rating because there's so many variables that go into that. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you can see a guy who has a good quarterback rating who you know is a shit quarterback. And you can it, – it's real simple. If you're, if you're not perfect – I don't understand how you can have a perfect quarterback. I don't understand how someone can go 20 for 22 and have a perfect quarterback rating. There's two incompletions in there. What do you mean? How how does that work? So Yeah, yeah wouldn't I, a perfect quarterback rating be you went 20 for 20 with 20 touchdowns? <laughs> or just 20 for 20. Just every ball you threw was complete. Therefore... It's 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 a high rating. It's what if you're Sam Bradford and you go twenty for twenty for sixty five yards? But we know no that that's shit. Yeah, we right. we know that just looking at him that that shit. So yeah, the, but that's why you have certain statistics that you can look at and you know it's, it's okay. You can measure it for you can't use it for everything. You certainly we we we've certainly seen some of those. Uh, uh, Mark Sanchez games that were highly rated, he really wasn't good. Uh, but he happened to throw passes that were completed. And some of those, uh, even those Tim Tebow games, the playoffs that were uh, highly rated. And, and you're like, okay, well, I know I've seen that game. I know that he threw five or six balls that have been intercepted, but just happened to barely make it over the defender's uh, fingertips. <laughs> well, I just, I just figured it out. 
because I believe it or not, you can actually go somewhere online and they have an NFL quarterback rating calculator. Oh, I believe that. And just so you know, if you go 20 for 20 for 65 yards, <laughs> shit, <laughs> your quarterback rating is 80.21. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but consequently, you can go 20 for 25, but if the throws are long enough, uh, you can have, have a, a, a close to a perfect quarterback rating. Yes, so. if you go 20 for 20 for 1,900 yards. <laughs> Which means you threw 20 95-yard touchdowns. You have a perfect you have a perfect quarterback rating. I, I'm waiting for that game. I'm waiting for somebody to do that. If somebody does that, they may finally be worthy of being drafted number one uh, in the in the draft. None of these quarterbacks are really worthy of that. Like we're we're having it, we're going to have it again. We're uh, our, our draft aftermath show is, of course, a, a ways away, but uh, we're going to have it again where this, this Joe Burrow kid is drafted number one out of LSU, and everyone is pretty much to a man saying that Alex Young is the best player in the draft, but he's not going to go number one. Oh, of course. He's not a quarterback. Oh, yeah, but if you go 17 for 20 for 900 yards with 10 touchdowns <laughs> and three interceptions, you only have a 118.75 quarterback rating. Oh, Although you just had the best game of all time. <laughs> but you had those interceptions in there. You got to clean it up. Got to do better, son. <laughs> That's right. That is, that. So it seems like interceptions really hurt that. Interceptions really hurt your quarterback rating. And that's why you have a, a Sam Bradford can have a high quarterback rating because, damn it, he doesn't get intercepted. Yeah. He just keeps throwing three-yard passes. But I believe is the all is the all time quarterback uh, passer rating uh, still Aaron Rodgers right now? Is he still the all time? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, but he's like good. 116 or something like that. Yeah. But he's pretty good. He's not bad. Yeah, he, he's all right. <laughs> I think he's going to actually make the, the the real Hall of Fame. <laughs> he won't be in the Hall of Infamy. He, uh, I don't think that'll be. Uh, we'll have to get. He'll have to do something incredibly stupid. Or we'll have to do some inanimate object stuff to get him in. Right. But will he be unanimous? That's the real question. Uh, I don't think football cares as much as baseball. Yeah, because I can't think of any kind of controversy as far as football, uh, who's unanimous. No, you're in or not. you're not. They don't, I don't yeah. think they do this whole, oh, he only got 72% this year, <laughs> so maybe he'll get it next year because it's a weaker class. <sighs> yeah, I don't think they bother with that. But football also, don't they set a number? Like you can't. Like let fifteen guys into the Hall of Fame in one year. It's like five, or you know, it's right. It's a minimum of five. Yeah, they're stingier. It's a minimum of five, and 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 there is a well, I think there's a max in baseball too, but uh, sure. But there's a minimum, I know, because that's why they let these guys that had a a catch in a 1950 championship game uh, get into the Hall of Fame, right? Uh, Because they got to have five every year, whether they're worthy or not. I hope that I don't. I hope there's nobody who's listening to our show tonight who thinks we put any legitimacy or stock in the Hall of Fame because we shit all over the Hall of Fame with regularity. But it's a joke. Yeah, that's that's the most serious just, talk we've had about the Hall of Fame in a long time, and, and even that was not I, all that serious. It wasn't meant to be totally serious, but it yeah. was more of like a mindset, right? Just knowing like the right. curmudgeon, like the curmudgeonly baseball writers 
and and, and knowing that it's a joke, that they're literally they are going to refuse to let Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, none of these guys can be first ballot now because of this. They're all going to get and, like 65% their first year. Well, we're not going to have to wait too long because Carlos Beltran, if you remember, was getting all sorts of talk in the last years of his career of, oh, he, he's put together such but a fine Carlos career. Carlos Beltran was, in my mind, never a Hall of Famer. Same here, but he was getting that kind of love, you know, lovey-dovey yeah. talk from the guardians of the game, like, oh, the, oh. the, the longevity, the the, oh, the, the yeah. excellence. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I take it back. Carlos Beltran <laughs> may, in fact, be a Hall of Famer <laughs> on our show. Yes, he may be uh, an infamous Hall being, of Famer. Being the ringleader, but I don't believe, I, I never watched, I, I always think, yeah, is this the Hall of Fame, or is this like the Hall of really good baseball players? Right, you have to take our mindset about the Hall of Fame out when I when I talk about Carlos Beltran as a Hall of Famer because we neither one of us would have him in, but the Guardians yeah. of the Game were talking him up <sighs> his la- the last few years of his career as if it, it was going to happen. And now I, you play the game I don't for think for a long time, and you compile. You were a stats compiler, but so many of those guys in there are stats compilers that you you yeah. never heard oh, of. I, I know. I know. Which defeats the purpose of a Hall of Fame, which is why we, it's Correct. a joke. <laughs> yes. Joe uh, Shilobotnik from the Pittsburgh Pirates of the 1920s is a, is a Hall of Famer because he compiled a lot of stats. Like, why? Sure. All right, so I, I guess we're talked out about the uh, about all the cheating. And uh, oh, you, 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 you had me... Uh, title the show talking about the super secret turbo button. I told you right away I'm driving <laughs> to work so I'm doing this all talk to text yeah. so I'm on my way driving to work and I just as soon as you said what you wanted the show to be about I said you gotta title the show <laughs> super secret turbo button because that's sort of what the Astros use right they use the super secret turbo button I guess they kind of did yeah they actually had it. They, they, I was just a They actually had it. They actually, they actually figured it out. <laughs> Which is why I had to put this into a, ba- a, a a video game analogy for you. And I said, well, yeah, like if you and I were playing, you knew everything I was throwing without yeah. guessing. You knew. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's like you looking over at my controller, which I know you were trying to do. No, but I always I'm... held it so that you couldn't do it. Because I, I knew you were not... going to try to look at my controller. Which, oh, wait, was that a change-up? Oh, he hit, the, he hit the square. He hit the square. It's a change-up. I, I, for the record, I never thought to try to do that. Well, you know what? That's because I, I would wish always... I would have. Yeah, now, now you're like, damn it. That's a good idea. But I'm sitting there like, he's going to try, try to look over at my controller. But, no, but we, we both did that playing baseball and football because, of course, in Madden, it would also be very helpful if I knew what play you were calling when you go to yes. you know, whatever right. formation and try to, you know, oh, he's, he's going to the eye and he's going to call that, that tailback yeah. pitch. Oh, all right, let's go. This is back in the old days of Madden when it was just three. You knew it was one of those three plays. Right, right. <laughs> right? You always uh, uh, knew it was one of those three plays. Like It's like you go back to old Tecmo Bowl. It's always one of four plays. Which one <laughs> correct. is Correct. But you didn't know which one of those four plays it was. 
But if you had the right player, it didn't matter. If you had Bo Jackson and Tegmo Bowl, it didn't matter. If you, you had more, yeah, if you had Morris Taylor, it didn't matter. If you had Mike Singletary, <laughs> if you had Walter Payton, if you had Bo, yeah, it didn't matter. And then you get to Madden and you have Michael Vick, and it didn't matter that I knew what play was coming because you'd run away from me anyway because you had was the, the super, super secret turbo, turbo button. Oh, the my super God. super secret turbo button was Mike Vick. Jesus. That was not fair the way he, he ran. And and I don't know if you've ever caught any of uh, ESPN is so desperate for programming. They, they're they putting Madden tournaments on ESPN now. So I'm aware <laughs> that they're doing it, but I've never watched any of it. I, I've come across it a couple of times. And it, what's sort of unfair about it is they don't take like full regular teams. They don't have like the, the 2019 Cleveland Browns. All these guys are using whatever NFL team, but they're any player from any era of football on the team. So it, it's a Philadelphia Eagles fan, for instance, but his running back is Walter Payton and his quarterback is Michael Vick and his linebacker is Lawrence Taylor and et cetera, et cetera. So they're using all the greatest players against each other. And to me, that's kind of like, that's kind How's of like that fun? a little bit. How's that fun? I don't know. I don't. I remember I don't like consider... you and I would always play Madden, and we would both just randomly select the team. Right, because if we put you know the best teams out there, then it's 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 a slaughter. And right. yeah, that's not you know. It, and it every much... once in a while, one of us got a really bad team, and that was sort of the challenge. Like you, you'd feel that frustration of every God, receiver yeah, dropping every oh. pass. You know. <laughs> Right? Wide open. <laughs> just like you got Randy off. Moss and I've got like, you know, some really crap team. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, you know, and you could, you know, it's like, oh my God, I know, I know what these fans are going through, you know? I remember yeah, it was but... Madden 03. That was always, that was, that was your game, right? That was my game for a yes, long time was. too. It was Madden 02 or Madden 03 or maybe oh, Madden oh. 98. But I'm trying to remember which one it was, but I always played as the Tennessee Titans. Oh, yeah. Because it was Steve McNair and Eddie George. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I that love... would be like uh, 98 or something like that. It was yeah, it was like Madden 98, man. I, I, I loved playing. Yeah, I loved playing as those as that Titans team. And I wasn't a Titans fan, but it but was just a fun just team to ass. play with. Yeah, it was just a right. fun team to play with, you know, and yeah. And if you're Madden 03, then that's the one with Marshall Falk on the cover. So you're talking about that Rams team. And yeah, that was that was sick. Uh, the greatest well, show on turf. A funny thing about Ooh. Madden 03 was when I, I actually played through a an entire season. I played as the uh, I was playing the, as the Falcons. You know, I played I traded all my best players like I always do the first season, and uh, I get to the free agency period because I'm playing franchise, and the Rams cut Marshall Falk. <laughs> oh, look at that. So I signed him as a free agent because obviously I had traded all my most expensive players because I always rebuild my first year of a Madden franchise. I literally just get rid of everybody and then just go in with like $60 million of cap room. And I'm like, oh, wait, Marshall Falk? (laughs) And I ended up having like Marshall Falk and some rookie running back that I drafted that had like a 95 speed. And I'm not kidding if I say like that – first season I had them, I won the Super Bowl. I ended up running for like 3,500 yards. I never had to throw the football. <laughs> so you're doing the Baltimore Ravens thing before the Baltimore I did. Ravens. I was, I was Lamar Jackson running that offense. I, I, was, I was John Harbaugh way before it was cool to be John Harbaugh. Hey, we're going to run and we're going to run and we're going to yeah. run some more. And I dare you yeah, to stop. I, I, had this, I, had this, I had this running back with this 95 speed who every time he looked, the wind blew, he'd fumble. 
but <laughs> all I, you know, nobody ever touched him because he was so fast. Right. So it was just twenty yard, you know, twenty yard uh, counter plays. Run to the sideline as fast as you could to get out of bounds so you don't get tackled because you're going to fumble. If it works, keep doing it. Marshall Falk, though, just suddenly pops up as a free agent. I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess these, logic. I love it. I guess these kids playing on these Madden tournaments, you, you kind of have to use all-star teams because if you don't, the other guy's going to destroy you and you're going to be out of the tournament. So I, I guess I understand that. But, okay. yeah, I, I had the same reaction you did. Like, wait, what? Uh, this guy's the, the Cleveland Browns, but his quarterback's Michael Vick and his running back is – Marshall Falk or, you know, some yeah, other all time great. Yeah. It's like what? But that doesn't I mean, it's okay. kinda and... cool if you can do that. Like if you're doing like the newer Maddens where you have to do like Madden Ultimate team. Yeah. And and you can put together these uh you can put together these like fantasy teams and get like these old time guys and get them back. That that's kinda cool. But, but I'd kind of want to see Chico. some old Right. I, I want to see some old guy take like a, a random ass team like the the old five Titans, like you were saying, or something like that, and, and win yeah. these win win these Madden tournaments with that team just because he's yeah you know knows all the the ways to, to run somebody, a play. Yeah, I want to see you beat somebody with the with the winless Lions, <laughs> with Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> oh God, every ball he throws is going sideways. Yeah, that that would be really hard to do. And <laughs> runs out the back of the end zone. <laughs> One of my favorite plays of all time. That's right up there with Kirk Cousins taking the knee right before halftime. With no timeout yeah, left. In field goal range. <laughs> I will never understand that as long as I live. Um, but I've seen Orlovsky on ESPN. He laughs at, at the running out of the back of the end zone. So yeah. he's, he's learned to, to laugh at that. That would be a low AWR, I believe, if you're playing <laughs> Madden. Very low. Uh, speaking of broadcasters uh, making uh, a name for themselves outside of yeah. uh, after football, are we, how are we about, about to talk about? Are we about to talk about Tony Romo? How about seventeen fucking million dollars a year, and you don't have to take a single hit? How about it, Tony Romo? My you know man, what? good for Tony. Good. He, he is man. He, He's the best color guy in the game, right? He is. And so whatever him. anyone who asks if he's worth that, someone paid it to him. Therefore, yes, he's worth it. Yeah, you, you see the players are all tweeting, oh, this guy ain't worth it. First of all, he's not being paid by the NFL. He's being paid by CBS. CBS did not want – I heard that ESPN had offered him a million dollars a game for Monday Night Football. Well. <laughs> so that would have been $16 million, and CBS said, well, I'll see you, and I'll raise you a million to get the <laughs> So he stayed. My problem is, is they got to just, they got to get him partnered up with somebody that's not Jim Nance. They kind of have to keep him with Jim Nance. Jim Nance is you the perfect, so? Jim Nance is the he's perfect the, milk he's coast. He's a straight man. Yeah. Straight man, exactly. He's the perfect guy that's not going to take the shine off of the the Tony Romo show. If you bring someone <laughs> else in there, when we went through and we talked about the A teams for all of these broadcast networks, I think we universally agreed that Nance and Romo were the best, not because of Nance, because no. of Romo. Exactly. 
but you can't have someone else. You can't have Joe Buck with with Tony Romo because oh, Joe Buck would no. try to take him over, no. and, and Joe yeah. Buck thinks he's the funniest comedian in, oh. in any room. That no, that's Al Michaels. In. That's Al Michaels. Oh God! Well, yeah, Al Michaels, Michaels really thinks he's. Yeah, Michaels would step on every line and and oh. tell some really off color joke that that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, all these other guys. Townsworth is old and he gets his jokes. <laughs> right, <laughs> they, they work well together because they they get each other because they're they're both off color and and don't make any right. sense. No, Jim um, Nance is very unexciting, but yeah, you're right. He just kind of says what he's got to say to call the game and lets Tony Romo do his own thing. Hello, friends. Yeah, that, that that's that's a perfect uh, combination, really. Yeah, okay. You you, you need a boring straight yeah. guy. You, you, and we also agreed that to, that to was Romo's the best pairing. We also agreed back during the season that that was the best pairing of the network's A group, right? It has to be. Because uh, uh, Buck and Aikman are insufferable. Yeah, well, Aikman and... just shits on too many teams. That's the problem with Aikman. <laughs> is like he's got it out for people. Where Romo is just he's involved in the game. Romo's just having a good time up there. He Romo's... is. And that's one of the other reasons I think the people like universally like like him and, and what he's doing up there because you could just you can feel that like he just wants to play, right? You can feel the enthusiasm. You can see him smiling and laughing while he's doing the game, even though you're not looking at his face. Right, like Madden without all the like the Madden shenanigans stuff, right? Because Madden had that, right? But you could tell that Madden that was not fake coming from him. That wasn't shtick. No, right. That was his his genuine love for the game. Yes. Right. It turned into shtick, but (laughs) right. (laughs) Eventually. Yeah. Eventually, it was. it, It became. You know, he, he started to understand, you know, like Dickie V, right? And then whap! And it, oh, yeah, Dickie. Poor Dickie. <laughs> he, is, he is such a joke. <laughs> like, oh, Dick, and he started the, out. Or like Lee Corso, like if you're watching college game, do you watch any of these guys who are around long enough to turn into shtick, right? Right, right. That they uh, become Dickie V started out knowledgeable and, and smart and... Right, like uh, Berman. You know, all what? these guys would become the become the joke. Romo's not what? there. He's got a long way to go because he doesn't really have like a catchphrase or a shtick. He just like really loves like the game and he just like knows so much about it. His shtick is that he's happy to be there. He's actually happy to do his job. Yes. So you almost like you appreciate that, you know. And, and uh, he'll no, be even happier doing his job for seventeen I, fucking million dollars. I I saw that today, and I knew what ESPN <laughs> had thrown or is rumored to be throwing at him to get him onto Monday Night Football, and I could not see him with Joe Tessitore. Oh, uh, I would Ugh. put him with with Tessitore before Buck and before Michaels. Tessitore can be the milk toast yes. guy uh, more so than than those other guys. I don't think he's as uh, good as as. Uh, Jim Nance, of course, because Nance has been doing this for so long. But Poor I would take Farland. Oh, he, he's he's got a ways to go. He's are you he's aware of all the too. Are you aware of all the Booger McFarland memes that are out there? I'm aware of some of them. Yes, about how he <laughs> just like oversimplifies everything. <laughs> this is a football, and when a player <laughs> takes a football and puts it between his legs and snaps it, that's called hiking the ball. It's a picture of a case of coke. And it's a real picture of a case of Coke. And it says, 
15 can pack. Three more cans than a 12 pack. And then somebody makes a meme and goes, when you let Booger McFarland do your marketing. Well, you know what? Tim McCarver's retired. We needed someone new to... Uh... <laughs> he is the Tim McC- That's a great analogy. If you throw the ball down the middle, it's a strike. If you swing at the ball three times and miss, you're out. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Tim McCarver. So we got our new Tim McCarver. It's Booger McFarland. Oh, it's, that is that. The... You know, I this is why I do this show with you to get nuggets <laughs> like that. I never put the two and two together. Of Booger McFarlane is our modern is the modern day Tim McCarver. It's the now McCarver replacement Booger that you didn't know you needed. <laughs> and I like Booger. I think he's got potential, but he's uh, got a ways to go. He does have a long way to go. Not as long as uh, Witten did, but but he does have a ways to go. Yeah, Witten was so bad he went back to playing football. <laughs> you know what? I'm better at getting my head bashed in yeah. than I am sitting up here uh, calling these football games. Yeah. So so I hope they don't hire Luke Keekley. That would not go well, I don't think. I, Luke would be emotional in the booth for different reasons than the robot. Every time a guy gets hit in the head, he just starts crying. Jim, I remember getting hit that hard, and I couldn't remember my name, and it was just so – it was. It was so sad. Tessator be sitting there in the booth and going, but but do you really remember it? Uh, And then the tears would come. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Folks, uh, we're having an issue up here. We'll we'll be right back. Every every episode of Monday Night Football would be Luke Keekley doing his best Troy Aikman watching Jimmy Johnson go into the Hall of Fame. Standing there in tears. Impersonation. (laughs) (laughs) Just standing there with tears streaming down his face. Why? Oh my God, we're going to hell. We're we're going to hell. Straight to hell. (laughs) Straight to hell. I've never had a cup of coffee before this show ever again. I got home from work tonight, and we had I had a late dinner. I worked a little later tonight, and I get home, and it's like (laughs) making a cup of coffee. My daughter's in the kitchen. It's got to be seven thirty, and my daughter's in the kitchen. I'm making coffee. She's like, "Daddy, why are you why are you making coffee?" It's like I got a show tonight, Trini. I got to stay up for the show. This is what happens. <laughs> when I, you know, I always thought it was the alcohol that made me loopy on the show. No, no, coffee. Oh, well, you're not loopy. loopy. You're... and inappropriate. <laughs> you're just inappropriate. You're not loopy. Yeah. No, I've I've or heard you when, you when you when you've gotten loopy. Yeah, Luke Keekley is, is every time they introduce him to start a game. Luke, do you have any words to to start our game tonight? Thank you, Luke. <laughs> and we'll be back. <laughs> oh man! All right, I, I think with that, I, I think I'm getting loopy now. Is that enough? <laughs> that's enough, huh? I'm tapping out of yeah, this one. Whew. I think that I think that's enough for me. Oh. Real quick before we go, any thoughts? Yeah. Because did we, we haven't talked or done a show since the Oscars, right? Yeah. And I well, called Parasite. You did. Because it was the least white movie. <laughs> and but, boom. You, you, but, but you also had the, the, the War is Hell movie, so we were kind of looking at that one and thinking that the uh, 1917 might 
1917. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I said it wrong. That's <laughs> my son says. 1917. Not wrong. Yeah, I really, really wanted to see Parasite because of the reviews it was getting before it won the Oscar. And now I really have to see it. I just can't. It's, it's hard to end. I mean, that damn good that it wins the American Award for not it's not in English or anything. It's it's this better be a hell of a fucking movie. That's all I got to say. Whenever I well, do yeah. finally get around to watching it, it better be to a me, fucking I know we do a whole show about the Oscars, right? We don't do a whole show about anything else. We don't do a show about the Grammys or the People's Choice Award. We don't do any shows about that. We do a show about the Oscars because that's the big one with the movies. But I'm kinda like the Oscars and Best Picture and all that stuff, kinda like we are with the Hall of Fame. It doesn't kind of a really joke. mean much. It is kind right. of a joke. Because there have been plenty of years that movies have won Best Picture. Everybody goes back in time and looks back and goes, that was not the Best Picture. That's so, definitely uh, been the case a few times. Uh, one, The most recent time that I am very curious about is, I remember all the really great buzz and reviews about uh, Birdman. Yes. And I had meant to see it. And everyone was talking about how great it was. And uh, similar to uh, 1917, uh, they were talking about how there was some sequences in Birdman that seemed like they were filmed in one take. And it was just awesome. It was a whole new way to do movies. And it was just revolutionary and groundbreaking. And now, the last uh, few months leading up to this coming Oscars, I was reading about, uh, apparently, they're throwing that in the bin with Shakespeare in Love and some of these other movies as just terrible mistakes that should have never won Best Picture. Just, just exactly. awful movies. And I'm like, what? I, I never, I never got a chance to see Birdman. I can't make that judgment. But right, I really but want to see Parasite. Like that, though, anything that's like that, anything that's so subjective, anything that's based on taste, and, and and all these movies are of different types, right? Like, you know, how do you have a Best Actor unless everybody acted the same part? That that's. Uh, goes into uh, a lot of uh, discussions, like the, the Grammys and the Rock and Roll right, Hall yeah. of Fame stuff. It's just, right. I, how do you judge against, you know, right. best best song of the year? Uh, something it's written right. by Taylor and, Swift and, and versus something these. written by a, you know, a rock star. Just, they're different. They're different genres completely. And, and And all of these shows are basically just the industry circle jerking itself, right? It's one giant circle extent. jerk for the industry. And, and and that's fine because it's, it's, it's you know it's star fucking it, it's no different than the all star game it's the all star game <laughs> it is it's the best uh, it's the year end yeah it's everybody gets to sit around and clap and it's a, and you're not it's a party like George Carlin said you know it's the big party and you're not invited <laughs> <laughs> you know and you get to yeah. watch it though. Yeah, you know, he was talking that way about government, but it's the same way with Hollywood or any of these things. It, it's just like you get to you get to watch all the stars. And, oh, look at this guy, and he's in his eighteen thousand dollars suit or whatever, and you know, oh, I'm just just it's just an honor to be nominated. And thank you, you to the know. Academy. I, I appreciate yeah. the yeah all all of the it, it, the love from the Academy. They talk about the Oscar snubs the same way they talk about the All Star snubs. Yeah. So no, I'm not going to argue that there's some greater uh, meaning or or something very important about the the no. Oscar winner. No, I, I'm not no. going to argue that at all. 
Now, I can say that. I'm not saying that at all to diminish uh, the movie that won. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's all. It's, it, I really, really want to see it. That, that's all it meant to me is yeah. that, oh, my God, I really need to see this movie to see how good it is. And then the movie will be over and I'll go on with my life. That's all. Mm-hmm. But there's a chance. There's a very good chance in and, and any of those movies. You know, and they have odds. Why would they have odds? How do you know? They're just going <laughs> I, off. I of, it's algorithmic, right? They're just going off of what they think the the academy is going to do based on criteria or buzz or whoever paid the most money. Maybe, you know, like the Weinstein group did for all those years. Same reason they now have odds for uh, for wrestling matches. It's based off of the <laughs> algorithm of what does Vince McMahon like. Can you gamble well, on wrestling? <laughs> Absolutely. WWE, you can gamble on. You can gamble on a script. I'm not going to say it's available widely, but there are absolutely odds for these for all these pay per view matches. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. That's enough. Have been for years. All right. (laughs) All right. I'm done. I'm now. I'm tapping out. So. (laughs) Are we we back for? We're back for. uh, March Uh, Madness. Let's see. uh, Now I'm done. Yeah, that should be our next show. Yeah, in uh, in a couple of weeks uh, because uh, the the selection Sunday, like we discussed a couple hours ago, uh, is going to be in a couple in a couple of weeks. It won't be next Sunday; it'll be the Sunday after that. So then our March Badness preview will come up that what Tuesday or yeah yeah, and then we'll be in MLB preview roughly a week after that or so. And then WrestleMania preview will be roughly a week after the baseball preview because WrestleMania yeah, is coming up the, the first Sunday in April, I believe. I was about to say, that's usually the what the the go-home Raw is usually that Monday night that I get back mm-hmm. from Chicago for baseball or the second one after that. So the one yeah, wrestling a... match, the one wrestling <laughs> I watch all year. Oh, and speaking of wrestling, I just I don't want to tell you about everything that's been going on, but just just this is perfect. Well, you might even know. Do you uh, have you did you know do you know what's happened uh, in the last couple of days uh, in did WWE? Goldberg win. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> just perfect indicator of where WWE is uh, creatively these days. They just gave their Universal Championship to Bill Goldberg. Wow. 53-year-old Bill Goldberg. So that that's what you're dealing with. And, and and you can probably guess who he's going to defend the title against at WrestleMania. Triple H? <laughs> That'd be a good guess. No. The, who's the guy to keep trying to put the title on all these years and, and make him the Roman hero? Reigns. Roman Reigns, of course. <laughs> they only found someone lose. that Roman Reigns can still beat. lose. He'll still lose. <laughs> Oh, God, if they have Goldberg be Roman Reigns, oh, my God. I, well, they I, each have one move, right? <laughs> correct. Spear versus spear. Um, <laughs> and a punch. So you're punch all... him in the head. Goldberg <laughs> are coming for the spear, and Roman Reigns will punch him in the head. The Superman punch him. That's right. Yeah. So you're ready. You don't need to watch Raw. You're already uh, ready for, for WrestleMania. Let's do you're it. Let's call Jerry up. right now. <laughs> all right. So yeah, that that should be our next show. Is, uh, can, is so, so Jerry can so Jerry can opine about all of the uh, people in NXT who are never going to get a shot because they have to give the title to Bill Fucking Goldberg. <laughs> I'm with him. I'm going to be right there with Jerry bitching about that man. Come I know on, you man. will. Because <laughs> we do this every year. 
Yes, we do. Oh, uh, we should just tape the show and just play the show from the year before because <laughs> nobody would know the difference. Oh, uh, but, but yeah, well, but there's so much going on outside of WWE. It's probably going to be more of that than WrestleMania talk because WWE is so stagnant right now. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know how much we could possibly talk about with that. But anyway, we'll get to all of that. All of those wonderful shows are coming up uh, later on this month. Uh, well, later on in March. It's not quite yeah, that's March roughly yet. It's the next, that's about the next six weeks of shows for us, right? Baseball preview, March Badness, and WrestleMania. And then we always, or, or the uh, state getting... of the state of wrestling. I mean, our once <laughs> right. a year, our once a year show where we get to talk about the never changing soap opera that is WWE. <laughs> And then we usually get in a show after uh, you come back from Chicago talking a little bit about the fantasy draft yeah. and, and, and what yeah. your team looks like. So. And at one point, at some point here in the next four weeks, I'm going to have to call you so we can put together our, our plan since you won't be there this year. That's right. You probably did see the email I sent out with my, my keepers and my maybe keepers. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yep. I don't think you did. You didn't send me anything back, so I'm going to guess you didn't disagree with it. <laughs> nope, looked all good to me. It's not very deep. There's not a lot there. <laughs> right. It's not like you're keeping 15 guys. So. No, we're two years off a title. There's not a lot. The cupboard's pretty bare. So <laughs> it won't be. It won't be a lot of people to discuss. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I hope everyone enjoyed the uh, the hour, two hours of of cheap talk and, and other things that we veered off into, and uh, we'll definitely uh, be back in a couple of weeks uh, to do our March Badness preview and the rest of our shows that we get into in our off season. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. All right. He's Jay. I am Dre. This has been Kings of Non Sequitur, the off season version of in much less detail, the podcast. Thank you everybody for listening to our ramblings and hopefully you enjoyed it. Come back for our next show, which should be March Badness, our preview of the NCAA basketball tournament. We will talk to you then. Uh-huh.